1: Any of that song is that it puts a smile on people's face when really it's not supposed to. It's about deep frustration with your job, which hey, I think a lot of people can understand these days. Our Scott Schentz is with us now. You love your job, I do. Yeah, and I'm going to go out on the
2: limb and say that you love your job. I do. Too. Yeah, I really love it. Right, we're lucky to do what we do. I think.
1: Yes, I try not to talk about that with my kids because I it, that's not going to happen for everybody, and yeah. that's the sad state of affairs is that a lot of people go to work every day and they don't like their job. Right, and we also.
2: I I don't think want our employer to know that we love our job because we want them to live in a state of fear that, you know, anything could happen they don't and care, they, they need to retain us. <laughs> they need to retain anything could happen, Simmy. Sure. Okay. Sure. As is demonstrated by uh, this survey that just came out from EY that discovered that 34% of Canadians are willing to leave their job sometime in the next year. That's how open they are. That's more than a third. That Like, I thought that number was really high and it has to do with all of these type of things. Like they don't feel appreciated. They don't get the things that they want, the benefits. Like work from home had a lot to do with it. And of course, money was a, was a huge factor. But just this general, like not feeling of contentment, like not feeling appreciated. And I wanted to know a little bit more about like how, how this is gonna change uh, working. Because this is a thing we've been talking about a lot like over the last couple of months um, with economy and post-pandemic and all that type of stuff. So I spoke with Daryl Wright. He's a people advisory services department leader at EY. And he's also the head of talent and future of work. And I asked him, like, was he surprised by this number, 34%? Scott,
0: it's not surprising only because we've got a series of data that we've been looking at from 2020 when we started a series of surveys, which, we've, which we called Work Reimagined, because you could see that coming out of COVID, that employers and employees were seeing things through a totally different lens, um, and and certainly as as early as April twenty twenty two, and in fact in November twenty one, when we released our data, then we could see that there was a there was a bit of a disconnect happening around how people identified with their jobs, um, and there was a shift that was happening there. And certainly in in April twenty twenty two, just short of fifty percent were willing to leave their jobs in in the next twelve months, and 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 a similar if not lower result, but still startling that, that that there is a willingness to kind of shift jobs uh, within the next 12 months.
2: So is this because um, people are just generally unhappy? Do they think that there are the grass is greener on the other side? Is this because they feel like they're not making enough money? Like why, why are we less committed to our employers?
0: Yeah. So Scott, that's an interesting question. What, what we have seen as we've, as we've evolved our surveys is that employers view certain things uh, through certain lenses and as much as employees do. Um, And and what we've separated the two is there are a number of cyclical forces that are influencing our employees' um, sentiments, drives their approach to the workplace. But I think what's happening for employees is it's it's more structural. Um, It is stuff like cost of living. Um, There is a big pressure on skills change and this flexible and remote work is, is something that is, 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 is front and center for a lot of people. Um, so I think what we have seen, and I, and I mentioned this in a, in a previous conversation earlier in the week is um, we have seen more data coming out of organizations. So we have seen a willingness from employers to meet employees where they're at because they're doing more employee listening. There's way more engaging. Empathetic leadership is is front and center of a lot of these people initiatives. But I think employees identify differently now with their their work. Um, And they identify more with the skills and the services they provide, more so than I think with the badging and the symbols of the organization because I think remote working tore us away from the workplace that constantly reinforced the symbols and the culture and organizations are going to have to work so much harder to attract and retain talent and work harder at their culture to drive engagement. So, yeah, I think there is, there is that disconnect. And I think organizations have to work hard enough to retain talent.
2: Yeah. And that to me, at least at, like as a lay person, who's not super familiar with these type of things, that to me feels like, uh, a good thing, like that we're kind of empowering the workforce as opposed to uh, I guess in my perception, it's like, oh well, the work the employers, the companies you know, I work for a great big company, they have the power. they say when I can work and when I can't, and if I'm lucky enough to get the job and I can only earn so much, you know, and this this sort of um shifting view or shifting sort of focus onto. Um, well, I have options and I'm I'm um, kind of cha- changing the focus of why I do this and how I do it. Uh, it does sort of feel like it's empowering to workers.
0: Absolutely. And I do think, um, you know, I we, we've seen in uh, the Great Resignation, maybe that was a, a U.S.-based thing, but certainly in Canada, there was a lot of shifting of the deck chairs as, you know, people either got Constrained for all the s- structural forces I mentioned earlier on, and they and they sought different opportunities, and a lot of it, and the study does reveal that um, wages and salary is still the number one reason why uh, people are willing to leave and 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 make the shift because um, they know the value of their of the. Um, of the experience because it is still a a um, skill you know it is it's a constrained labour market. People know what their value is and uh, they're willing to leverage that. So it is it is more empowering for employees, and it just puts the onus on the employer to make sure that their their retention and attraction programs are hyper focused and 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 it's and it's taking into cognizant the data that they have and uh i think it's important that they listen to to what the data is telling them so
2: you think this number will get uh better for employees and employers or do you think that they're going we're going to see like um uh it, it getting worse like more people becoming less committed to their jobs is that 34% mm. going to be higher in 2022
0: it was 43 now it's come down I to see. 34 and okay. what and what i am, what I am seeing what what we what we have seen come out of the p- pandemic is that employers are way more willing to meet employees where they're at. Um, so there's a focus on empathetic leadership. There's a focus on being more compassionate, and then there is the focus on looking at uh, managing the risk of of um, attraction and retention. That's number one and two for employers. They are worried about attraction and retention, and that's that's where their focus is going. So we are seeing. Big efforts and focus and investment going into that from the employer's side. So hopefully hopefully it'll either come down or I, I don't think it'll go up, um, given what the trend is at the moment.
2: That's Daryl Wright. He's a people advisory services team leader and the head of future of work at EY Canada. And again, some of that stuff that he was saying there at the end, Simi, employers focused
1: on retention. Okay, here's, here's my um, bugaboo with employers right now is that they'll say, oh, it's so hard to find people. Oh, it's so hard. But what they're looking for are fully qualified people to do the job that they need to do. There needs to be an investment in training people to get to that point. Do you know what I understand? Like, yes, There's absolutely. an awful lot of young people in their 20s, and I know because I have one, right. who, uh, who graduated from university and all of that, and, and all of their friends, all that age group are complaining that they can't get entry-level jobs. Yeah. Like they can't get on the ladder it's because like, instead employers are looking for- people who are fully trained. Well, how do you get there? You have to right. invest in people early. Yeah,
2: that, there was a meme that went around on Reddit for a long time that it was like, here's the entry-level job posting, and right at the top, it's like minimum two years experience. Yeah. How is that an entry-level job? That is not an entry-level
1: job. Yeah. So there is a, a gap in expectation from employers right now is that they don't want to spend, that they want somebody to come in and hit the ground running. Well, no, no, a little bit of investment is going to give you a long-term employee.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that that is one thing that I feel like our company is doing
1: well. Oh, my God. Gosh, stop, Scott, (laughs) Scott, we get it. You're happy to be here. Scott, thank you for that. You're welcome. That is our Scott Jutz. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.